Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Inside the Coach's Office. My name is Tom Murphy Jr. And as always, I'm here with Coach Brian Barnes. And today we got a very special guest, Cannon Dean from goosepoop.com. Or I gotta say this right. Yeah, it's goosepoop.com, right? Right, Cannon or um uh, .io. .io. Okay, yeah. I wanted to make sure that uh because for one, I got I I've been laughing about the name the whole time. So before we even get into to exactly what Goose Poop is, which we're going to talk all about this, where did the name, where did you come up with the name Goose Poop? And, and why is this the name of the website? Yeah, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a high school football fan, passionate about the game. Um, the guy who uh, kind of instilled that passion in me is my father. He's a high school football coach. Uh, and his nickname for me growing up was Goose or Goose Poop. Uh, I had that nickname because why? We Hang on, yeah, we, we need to know why. Like, what's 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 going on here? Yeah, so I, we lived on a lake growing up, and I would when I was younger, uh, there's there a bunch of geese down at the bottom, uh, down down near the lake, and I would chase the geese around. And so I guess that's you know naturally I was goose, so one of them. So goose or goose poop. Well, hey, your that's your nickname. My nickname is Nails, right? Because I'm tough as nails. So we'll just we'll just leave it. I'm kidding. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, Cannon, you've created and developed a really really cool system for predicting. Um, the outcome of of playoff scenarios for Michigan high school football. So can you just kind of give the people a brief description of what you got going on and how it came to be? Yeah. So uh, I'm guessing most of the, most of the people who who listen are are in Michigan Um, just like as a little background on the playoff system we have have in Michigan, because I think that that's kind of the, the genesis of the tool. Uh, or of the website of what I built, um, Michigan's pretty unique as far as playoff system go. Systems go, uh, where when you when uh, the, the uh, it's unique in two ways. So in first, there's kind of a instead of a very straightforward kind of you have a, a set of regions and the top teams in the regions qualify for playoffs, and then you see the bracket according to uh, how how good each team is. 16 seed plays the one seed first round you know, uh, eight, nine seeds play first round. Instead, there is a formula, uh, a playoff point formula, it's called, for calculating who are the top 32 teams that qualify for the playoffs of, of, of a roughly 64-team district. Um, so the first kind of problem is calculating that playoff point formula because there's, there's, a, couple, there's a couple ingredients. One, there's the, you know, how, how big of a school uh, did you beat? Did you win or lose? And then there's the uh, the second ingredient is how many wins did your did your school have right so it's kind of or not not your school but uh, your opponents have so those those two ingredients how many how many games did you win how many games did your opponents win right that is that that can make for a slightly complicated math formula right yeah the but what makes it super interesting and what I, what what actually my favorite part about it is is after you've then calculated the the the, the uh, formula okay who is who is qualifying and who is not. You then need Michigan adds a second ingredient on, which is which is um, uh, makes it makes it infinitely more complicated. They say, hey, instead of seeding it now according to this uh, this formula, we're going to group everybody into districts by the four closest teams to each other. And so that 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 naturally makes it so there's there's maybe some problems, right? If if fourteen if a, if an area a geographic area, let's say the city of Grand Rapids, is quite good. 
then those four teams, if and four teams are all in the city of Grand Rapids, those four teams might play each other, right? And so where am I going with this, right? There, there's two problems. Calculating the formula can be kind of complicated and then grouping the, the points on the map can be kind of complicated. Yeah. I know from growing up with a high school football coach and actually being a high school football fan, my, my little brother was in high school just, just two years ago, kind of planning for the playoffs, who are we going to play? Every year, you are running this kind of analysis back of the envelope. You're saying you, maybe you've got a spreadsheet, you're calculating the playoff points, and then once you've got the, the you've done the calculation yourself, um, you're then you're getting, you know, I, I knew what we did in our house. We got out the map of Michigan, we plotted the points, uh, and then we'd say, you know, we do it by hand and we'd say, uh, okay, uh, you know, growing, growing up, uh, um, our high school was Lowell. So Lowell, Lowell is close to another qualifier. Let's maybe, maybe it's uh, East Grand Rapids. Oh, and they're close to uh, Byron Center and they're close to Ionia. Okay, that, that, that's looking like that's going to be a district. That's going to be our district, guys. And you'd kind of group things, group things like that. Having done all of that, uh, I, naturally, uh, as I was kind of uh, uh, doing this with my brother, uh, doing this uh, for my brother's senior year, okay, who's, who is his team going to play in the, in the last round, I was like, what if we just did this with an app uh, kind of online? Because I think you could do all the calculations through a computer model. Um, part of the inspiration with this, I have to give a lot of credit is to snooze to you. So I grew up, I grew up an avid reader of snooze to use predictions and, you know, snooze to this, this is like kind of the next it's, it's kind of a sister or a brother to snooze to you, right? Snooze to you is saying, Hey, here's the best. Here's the, I I'm, I'm the guy who's, who's, I, I've got a set of predictions. I think this is like the likely outhood. I'm going to make the maps and the brackets, Goose poop. The app is saying that's great. That that's maybe the base case. What if you, the coach or the fan, want to predict maybe a, a set of wackier outcomes, right? Oh, instead of it going chalk like this, and and no upsets happen. What if an upset happens? How does that throw everything off? Yeah. And so that's that's kind of allowing the coach or the player or the fan to be able to do that. That was kind of the the impetus for for making the tool. Yeah. So you you made the comment about. Um you know, the complications with trying to predict your districts and whatnot. And as a, as a high school coach, um, you know, I think a lot of us would prefer the regional uh, system. Um, and I know there's a lot that goes into it, right. And making those decisions in terms of travel and whatnot, how, how would your, if you did you find anything like if, if your app and your prediction model um, fitting what you do, putting that into a regional playoff bracket, how much would that deviate you think from what you're getting now or would it deviate much at all? Would it give you a better sense of who's going where or am I overthinking it? So you're, you're saying instead of, instead of you're kind of referring to the second bucket where you're saying, Hey, instead of grouping these things geographically, what happens if you actually seeded things? One, 100%. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting question in, in, um, you know, my site, we actually run a newsletter as well. Um, you can, if you go to the site, you can click on newsletter at the top and subscribe to it. Um, one of the articles we had, we, we had a playoff preview guide this year. So there's the release the week after the, the day after seedings came out. And one of the analyses we did was exactly that. We said, okay, let's use the new playoff point formula. Um, there's a new, for those who aren't aware, there's a new playoff point formula that started this year. Um, let's use that to seed everybody down. Uh, so highest playoff points, number one seed, lowest playoff points, number 32 seed, everybody in there. And then let's analyze how the districts were done this year uh, 
and see where are the districts overweight. So there's a lot of high seeds in a district and where are the seeds, uh, districts underweight. There's a lot of low seeds in, in each district. And, you know, the, the results, um, you know, naturally, because you get into this geographic, uh, uh, you have this geographic element to it, the, the results are not, you know, what you would expect out of what you were saying, Brian, if, if you actually just seeded everything chalk, like, a, like an NCAA basketball tournament, right? So as a, for instance, uh, uh, I think Division Five uh, Grand Rapids uh, district. I don't know what the district number had. Uh, just kind of a ridiculously overweight uh, uh, district where you had nine and zero Grand Rapids Catholic Central, eight and one Grand Rapids West Catholic, whose only loss was to undefeated Hudsonville Unity Christian, and a nine and zero Comstock Park uh, with with a belding team as the four seed, who is who's no slouch themselves. So you had you had nine and zero Comstock Park. Uh, facing an eight and one West Catholic in, for, in the first round. I think they were, they were technically, those were seeds one, seeds three and seeds five. So those, those would be all, all at least quarterfinalists in an, in an NCAA March Madness bracket meeting, meeting in round one and two. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's, that's insane. Crazy. Coach Barnes, um, how much stock do you take into the goal is the playoffs. Always. The goal is to win games. How much stock do you take into like during the season, week in, week out, are you are you following these playoff scenarios or is it just like you get your wins and then wherever the chips fall, they do? Or are, are you really following this stuff throughout the season? I mean, the, the fan in me, uh, you know, I, I definitely check, um, you know, Cannon site uh, often. Uh, and we would do that as a coaching staff. We would check it often and play it around with different things to kind of get an idea where he thought uh, we would go uh, or who our matchup would be. And, you know, that sort of thing's been going on for years, not necessarily with, with Cannon's sight, but just in terms of, you know, thinking, you know, get an idea of where your point total is and, you know, looking in the Detroit news or free press for our, our um, us Metro Detroit guys, like get an idea who we, who we might play and kind of look at their schedule and maybe go scout them a little bit or try to get some film on those guys. And I mean, that's been going on for a while. And what his site does and what snooze to you does is I think it definitely makes things a lot easier for us. Cause it's just a couple clicks. And like, like I said, I think it's a lot of fun. And I think the real cool thing too, is the kids think it's really fun, you know, and you know, a lot of kids like football for a lot of reasons, but in, in this regard too, it, it gets them even more engaged. It gets kids who maybe, um, aren't like the starters, right. So to speak, but they, they like, you know, going weekly, like, Hey, did you check out the, the, the projections from the, you know, the goose poop website and stuff. And so, um, that stuff's really cool and it's a lot of fun. And so, um, Cannon, the last year was pretty accurate for us and what, what our first round matchup was. So, I mean, he, he was on point. So a lot of, a lot of props there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Cannon, like coach just said, like you, you seem to be pretty accurate. How much work does it take for you? And do you have a team behind you or is it just you or like, like how much work does it take to, to make this website work? Yeah. So the, it's, it's uh, the short answer is, is uh, that it took a lot of work to get going, but now that it's running, it's, 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 it's not, not as much work week to week. Uh, so, um, and to get it run. So, so like I'll, I'll kind of break it down into pieces to get it running. Uh, there was a number of things uh, that were that were pretty difficult. One, we had to figure out a model to forecast games that had not yet happened. Right? It's very, it's not very easy, but it's easier to calculate the portion of the playoff points that have already been earned. Right? If uh, Bishop Foley won their last game, I know that they earned X number of points. Right? All I got to do is write the, kind of the math equation behind that. 
But what I don't know is what's going to happen uh, in, uh, let's say, you know, Coach Barnes is in there predicting what's B Bishop Foley's schedule. Not, that's great. Coach Barnes just told me, hey, I want you to calculate these four games like this. But there is, you know, if we're midway through the season, right, there's, I don't know, 200 games left, something like that. And I have to, the, the tool has to predict it. So you have to come up with a methodology to predict the games. So that, that's, 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 that, that was kind of one uh, thing we had to develop. We had to, we had to figure out what's a good model to predict high school bookings. The second set that was actually, and, and this was less interesting from a, from a, I think like a numbers standpoint, right? I'm a guy who likes numbers. Problem one was interesting. Okay. Figure out a way to predict the outcomes of high school football games. Uh, number two was for the map, you need the geographic coordinates of the high schools for all 500, well, it's 500 division uh, or 11 man schools. And so for that, I had my little brother help me. Uh, he was, he was, it was a great, great help. Um, he'll be helping me more this year, but just kind of go, we, you know, we would do is we would go into uh, Google maps and Google maps will give you the X and Y coordinates of any point you put in the Google maps. So we would, we would go in, we'd get all the data, we'd, we'd copy and paste it into a big Excel file, we'd write, write some code to kind of get the X and Y coordinates and, and that sort of thing. So that, those were probably the two biggest lifts uh, in getting it going, was getting those pieces of data put together. Week to week, uh, you know, what is, what is, what's driving the, the formulas is actually just the actual results. So I go in and you know, I take the data, and uh, we've got some, got some scripts written up that help us kind of generate the data uh, pretty quickly and you know within an hour after we were sure that all the actual ac actual results are in so on Sunday mornings uh, we're live and running with next week's data so yeah. it's the, week to week it's not as much of a lift I yeah. guess is there a monetary value for you because like I signed up for the newsletter um, it was free um, I didn't notice a bunch of ads pop-up ads and nothing like that I get what I'm saying is there is there a monetary value for you to do this or are you doing it just because you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I probably have a twofold answer to that question. Um, I think when I was first doing this, I, I really wanted to, there was, there's probably a two part element. One, I wanted to solve, solve my own problem of, of not being able to predict who was going to, who was going to play where. And I knew, I just knew like there was everybody in the state had the same problem. Um, and I, I had used snooze's site and I was just like, I was, so I was very, very interested in proving to myself that I could solve my own problem. And I was like, this is a pretty, you know, I've never launched an app before. This will be pretty interesting. I'm just going to see if I can do this. Right. I think once, so that, that was kind of number one. And, and, and it sprung from my just natural curiosity about the game. And I just love high school football and Michigan high school football specifically. Um, once it launched and we've, we've had uh, people have said that they really like it and we've had a, a nice outpouring of support, you know, that's them naturally to, okay, well, I kind of want to have a relationship with these people uh, that are using it right now. They're just kind of, you know, I don't even know who's using it. Right. Uh, all I see is that I, someone came on the site and used it. Uh, who are they? So that, that kind of made me want to do a newsletter. And I felt like I had some interesting insights from the data that I wanted to share with people. And so we, we, we did a newsletter uh, just, people signed up through their email it comes out uh, in the season about once or twice a week out of season probably uh, so far about once a month um, that sort of thing um, as we've kind of received feedback on our newsletter I, th I think we're thinking you know hey if we can if we can grow this and get it to a point where it's clear we're delivering enough value to people you know maybe we will come out with sort of a premium offering 
you know, I say premium, but, you know, something where it's, you know, we're delivering our content to the people who love us the most uh, for, you know, something, you know, like five bucks a month or something like that. I don't, I don't know if we'll eventually get there, but I, it's, it's an interesting thought in the back of my mind right now. I'm, you know, this is, this is something I'd be doing anyways. So (laughs) it's a lot of fun. And doing this and creating your formula and whatnot and going through all the numbers and statistics and stuff, what did you find, I would say, the most interesting or, or what stood out the most? So for, for me going through it, like whenever I was playing around with the projections and stuff, having fun with it, what I noticed was our, our potential playoff opponent changed more based on what our opponents were doing our regular season opponents were doing more than what we were doing in the regular season. Was there like an an irregularity to that? You know, is that something, was there anything that stood out to you? Like any like consistencies or inconsistencies that, you know, you, you think was unique? Yeah. So I think the, the biggest insight I had was, was um, early on in the season, we posted a series of analysis called, uh, Oh, not all schedules are created equal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And but the the heart of those posts are an analysis on a metric we call average division played. So it basically takes a snapshot of all the schedules at the beginning of the season and says, okay, what is if you if you take up if you sum up and average the 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 divisions of your nine opponents, how does that stack up against uh, all the other opponents in your division? And what we found is that is actually a very important m- metric uh, in determining what your likelihood of making the playoffs. Now, don't get me wrong playing in games, winning games and playing nine games are the two most important things, right? If you choose, if you, if you, uh, you know, if you win, if you go nine and oh, you're making the playoffs. That's that, that's been true, you know, for a very long time, new playoff point formula says it has nothing to say about that. Number two, if you put, you know, playing, you are advantaged to play in more nine games in, in more, in, in more ga- as many games as possible, because you're getting credit, no matter whether you win or lose, for the uh, the wins and losses of your opponents. So if you play eight games, you're not getting the, the credit for that not open ninth slot. But three, the divisions of your opponents really matter. And not so much, you know, you, you want it to be higher. So you play, you play a division one team, you're, you're, you're a small school, you want to play as high as high of division teams as possible. But what really matters is how you stack up against the division, the, the, uh, the divisions of those, or the, the average division played of those other teams in your division. I think a great example of this is what happened with Flint Powers this year. So for those who are unaware, uh, you know, we kind of said, we, we kind of looked at the average, the ADP metric of all the divisions this year. And we said, wow, division six, something wacky is going to happen in division six. This was kind of going into the year. Why did we know that? Because we witnessed this huge spread of ADP in, in division six. At the top, you had Flint Powers Catholic who had an ADP of like, two and a half. That meant that on an average, they were a division six team playing uh, uh, a division two or three team every year, every week at the bottom was Memphis uh, who was, who had an ADP of like seven and a half, which was lower than most division seven or division eight teams. So they were playing on average a D eight schedule. I think that was Memphis had that issue. Uh, This might be incorrect, but I believe they had that issue because they were a co-op. So they were, they're actually a D seven team that was playing in D six, something, something to that nature. And so we said, wow, there's this huge spread. Something wacky is going to happen because in, in now more than ever, you can, under this new playoff point formula, you can qualify without six wins. How did that play out? Exactly as, as we kind of pointed out was Flint Powers Catholic went three and six uh, in, in 2021. Um, 
and yet they still qualified for the playoffs. Uh, they, uh, I think they had the worst record. South Lion East might have also had a three and six record, but those two teams had the worst record of any team. Uh, they were the only two three win teams to qualify the playoffs so far. The only three win teams in, in the history of the MHSA to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, so like that, that, that it, Ryan, coming back to your original question, like that is the, the, the most interesting insight is, is that that ADP metric and how you that that really matters, how you stack up versus the rest of your division. So with that, were you, were you able to uh, get an idea of what division would have been considered the strongest or the toughest division based on ADP or based on like the total points for, you know, the teams at the top, or is that something that maybe is a down the road thing that, all coaches talk about, right? Like we, we, we talk about it and think, Oh yeah, D D fives is the toughest this year. You know, imagine going through that. Um, is that something you've thought about or could come up with a formula for, I wonder. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's a very, I think that's, that's, that's where we're so like, I, I kind of touched on this earlier where like one of the things we had to do in developing goose poop was a prediction model. I think our, what's in there right now is really rudimentary. I think if you go on the tool, you'll see, um, well, maybe it's not there now, but, but as we were going week to week and there was day, there was open weeks left in the season, you would see percentages in the tool that would say, Hey, uh, Bishop Foley is predicted to win as a 70% chance of winning. I, I won't get into the weeds of how the prediction model runs, but like, it's very rudimentary. What I think my vision for next year is we're going to expand that model. We've got a lot of, we've got some interesting thoughts on how to expand the model and make it a lot more accurate. And I think what will flow naturally from that is you'll be able to do some really comprehensive power rankings and you'll be able to answer exactly the question you're saying, where is on a, cause you have to adjust for, for on a relative basis too. Right. So you can't say you can't, you know, there's always an element of, the higher divisions are going to be more competitive than the lower divisions just because the schools themselves are larger. Right. But the divisions with on a relative basis, a division might be more competitive, right? Because you'll say uh, there's just a lot more competitive teams for the level of division. It is uh, relative to division, you know, a higher division, that sort of thing. And so like, I think where we're, where we're headed with next year, when we, when we roll out our new rankings model, we'll be able to answer exactly that question. Coach Barnes, I want to ask you, um, do you like, like, cause I know like for me growing up, I always knew like you win six games, you're in the playoffs pretty much. And now with this new system, like, uh, Cannon was saying, man, you, you could be a three win team, but based on the, based on how the numbers work out, you could, you could still get in. What do you like better? Like, like knowing, like if you win X amount of games, you're in. Or do you like this new formula better because it, it, it kind of evens out the playing field a bit based on who you're playing and, and whatnot? Yeah, this is part of the podcast where I'll give my coach speak, right? So no, you're not going to make everybody happy. You know, every playoff system that has been talked about is not perfect. There, there's always going to be issues. So right now, you know, a couple hours ago, I just got off the phone with a coach at a division seven school looking for a week one. And he's like, yeah, coach, like nobody, nobody, no school bigger than us right now wants to play us um, because it doesn't help the, the bigger school at all to play that division seven school necessarily. Right. And so there's challenges to each system. You know, I remember back in the day, you know, I'm, I'm old. Um, so like back in the early nineties, you know, you'd have teams go eight and one um, and not make the playoffs at all. 
right? And so I think that's not right either because you probably had some elite teams that didn't get a chance to play for state championship. And then so the counter argument with the six, you know, the six win and get in model and potentially some five and four teams getting in was, well, are you rewarding mediocrity, mediocrity, right? And so there's that angle. And then, well, you know, they play in a really tough conference. So five wins should get them in. So going back to it, they're like, you know, there really is no perfect system. I think that right now challenges with scheduling aside, I, I like the idea that, you know, it shouldn't matter who you play. Now I'm also not an all in uh, to the playoffs guy. Um, I know there are some coaches that want that because there are some definite challenges there, right? For example, you know, during the COVID year, granted it was a little bit different, but we had some teams that were, um, you know, 0 and 9 or 0 and 7 actually, and going to play a team that was 7 and 0 in the first round of the playoffs and they opted not to play. And so you don't want that sort of thing to happen either. Now, granted, that year was a little bit different and we did see the regions. Um, so you had an idea like who kind of what the matchups were going to be and whatnot, but gosh, there's, there's, there's not an ideal system to me right now. This is one where we wanted to give it a year or two to kind of see how it plays out before we panic and say, no, we get rid of it. You know, I know there's some talk to kind of, you know, make the scheduling more like Texas where, where the state, the MHSAA would do the scheduling for us and put us all in regions. And basically you have to finish in the top two or three of your region and you make the playoffs. Right. And so that's all based on school size. Um, something like that would alleviate, alleviate a lot of the scheduling problems and the bantering. Like basically, you know what the criteria is. You just got to finish in the top two or three in your region and you're in. But again, there's Tom, there's no perfect system. It's, it's complicated, right? It's high school sports. Uh, ultimately, you know, you still want what's best for the kids and ha have them earn uh, the opportunity to play in the state playoffs. And, you know, when we figure out the perfect way, uh, we'll let you know. Cause yeah. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Now, Cannon, um, he brings up a good point about uh, how the state of Texas does things. Have you looked into other states, how they do their playoff systems? Have you looked into other, uh, like, you know, websites that are doing kind of the same thing you're doing, but with other states? And, and have you noticed any um, interesting perspectives from what, what other states are doing? Yeah, somewhat. I'm not I'm not an expert uh, by any means in, in kind of state by state playoff systems, but I'll, I'll speak to kind of the two two I'm aware of. Uh, so Texas, uh, as, as Coach Barnes touched on uh, and uh, Georgia, which I think are actually identical uh, to each other. So basically, in both both my understanding of both states is that they're the, the state association. So the equivalent of the MHSAA groups teams into into regions um, uh, those those regions are generally geographic. Um, you then play each team in the region, uh, and the top X number of teams in the region, as defined by the state, qualify for the playoffs. And then they use a met some methodology. I think it's in Georgia. I think it's actually the number of wins you have, or, or something like that. Um, no, no, it's your rank in the region to seed uh, to seed the bracket. And so you're paired up with another region. Um, and they actually, if you, if you meet the same seed in the playoffs, you decide on in the, in the semis, if the one seed plays the one seed, you do a coin flip in the semis to determine location. Uh, so that is uh, really, it, it's hard to say that that's not more straightforward. You know, I think a lot of people in the state have, have expressed frustration with the geographic district, uh, geographic districts, uh, you know, like 
the kind of the, the, the Grand Rapids uh, phenomenon from Division Five this year that I just described. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll explain it from my own perspective as a player growing up. You know, we, we would always meet Muskegon in the district finals, right? And uh, we were always like, well, if we can get through Muskegon, uh, then we'll be in the state finals, that sort of thing. So it was always kind of that that the high stakes game very early on. Um, did you ever get through them? Uh, my freshman and sophomore years, we did. My uh, junior and senior years, we did not. So, uh, and way to way to bring that up, Tom. His varsity <laughs> seasons, way to just grind that. I was in. hoping, yeah, we did. We beat him. We won the state championship. No, no, you know. no, 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 no. You're opening up old old wounds, <laughs> scarred over. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, but the, there's a counter argument to that says, well, no matter what, you have to beat the best, mm -hmm. the best team, right? So you're just kind of delaying the inevitable. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I, I, I have an opinion outside of kind of what Brown, uh, Coach Barnes just said. Uh, I, I do think it makes it a lot easier to schedule the regular season games. So uh, I know a lot of coaches have a, find that to be kind of a pain. Cannon, uh, yeah. are you getting a lot of feedback from? high school coaches, uh, positive or negative about what you got going on? Are, are people getting mad saying, I don't like your algorithm. It doesn't have us where we want to be. Or like, hey, <laughs> you're doing a great job, buddy. Way to put us at number one. I, I like what you're doing. Like, it's a, are, are you getting feedback? Yeah. So I think, you know, there wasn't much of an, like, we didn't, we didn't make a lot of uh, opinionated things. It's all a computer model. So I think it was hard for people to be negative about it and say, Hey, uh, this is wrong. I think one of two of the, two of the places that we did get some criticism were our uh, how we were determining forecasting the outcomes of games. So what I was talking about, people would see the percentage and they would be like, there's no way, uh, this team is losing to this team. It's just not going to happen. And, and you, you, you would kind of agree with them, but you'd be like, Hey, look, the way I'm doing this model is I'm not going in by hand and, and making these predictions. It's, it's simply a, kind of a, a, a formula I devised and obviously you disagree with the formula okay uh, good so that the my week eight situation when we were 50 50 against our week eight opponent I was like really mad at you all right I'm not, I'm not as mad now because I, I know it wasn't your fault personally I'm like man there's no way these guys are 50 50 I'm kidding I'm totally kidding but I I was I was wondering the same thing Tom that you, I'm glad you asked that question because I was curious like like I mean, I, I think I reached out to you at some point during the year and just said, hey, good job. You know, I like what you're doing and stuff. Maybe ask you a couple of questions. But like but like Tom was asking, like, do, do you get I mean, whether fans or parents or players or coaches, like, do you get a lot of complaints? Like, I'm curious about that, like that. It's not you know, it's not too many. It's it's th that kind of complaint. Like, hey, you, we got a few of those um, this year. And hey, you need to change this. Uh, this there's no way this team's beating our kind of response is like, look, this is a computer model. We start to touch one. We're going to have to touch them all. And I'm just, we're not touching any of them. So uh, that was one. The second one, which is more difficult to solve. It's possible to solve, but I don't think we'll, we'll be doing it this year um, is on the map. Uh, you'll see, you know, Michigan is actually the worst state to try to do a computer formula to group points by. Why is that? Uh, well, it's basically the opposite of Colorado. So Colorado, it's a perfect square. Uh, the four points in the square that are closest to each other fall into a district. In Michigan, uh, the four points that are closest to each other as the crow flies is almost, you know, is, is very often not the four points that would be grouped together in a district by, the, by, uh, by driving distance, right? And so like if, you, if you're using the Division 5 tool this year, you would quite frequently end up with a district of Menominee playing, 
you know, uh, Montague or uh, actually Montague's D6, but but some other team on the uh, on the west coast of you know on Lake Michigan uh, in in the in the LP, in the LP, where really Menominee would be coming around and playing someone just across the bridge, right? That's that's a that's a problem with the with the software we're using, where it's it's doing it as the crow flies. It's not accounting for driving distance. Um, so like that, that was the second set of complaints we'd get. Um, there, there were many on that, you know, a lot of people were like, were like you coach Barnes, just reaching out and saying, Hey, great job. Uh, one of the things I was actually really excited about because what was really, what was really difficult. And I underestimated this was keeping track of the schedule changes in season because they actually, they change a lot more than I thought. Uh, and so people would a big, like, for instance, a big source of contention, which was, this was actually really difficult to find out. So uh, as we go into next year, if, if any listeners are, are watching, I would, I would really appreciate a heads up on how it's going to work ahead of time was how the Catholic League was going to do uh, the final uh, final game. Uh, and specifically, Coach, I think you helped me with your guys's game uh, once you guys were in the finals. Uh, so for the smaller division, but it was it was complicated to figure out how. Uh, the the uh, is the CHS Central is the the, the larger schools mm-hmm. plan, right? How those got what that what that arrangement was because there was pulled in was not just the, that ninth week that they had open was not just other large Catholic school teams in that league but was also some other schools from around the state. So I think Traverse City West was mm-hmm. pulled into that. Um, I think uh, 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 Cast Tech was pulled into that, right? And it had this added layer, so everybody was like. Every, you know, the, the, the added layer was people were worried that cast tech was not going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. um, because cast tech had dropped this game that they should not have to Detroit Renaissance um, because they had a number of players out with COVID. And so people were worried under the new formula, they were running the tool and they were seeing, wow, even if Detroit cast tech was six and three, they're not going to make the playoffs, that sort of thing. Uh, be- because we don't know what their week nine game looks like. And I didn't have it in the tool because I didn't know how the Catholic mm-hmm. league was going to go. So what, it, what, it, by the time we reached that point, uh, coming back to the original point, I had, a, I was really uh, impressed with, with the community of just people reaching out and being like, Hey, this is how the Catholic league is going to shake out, man. Uh, put you know when you have some time put this in the tool and i was like oh thanks guys <laughs> really appreciate it <laughs> yeah when we when we get done i can i can give you some information on who to contact because um you know what we do is like we we've scheduled a little week nine opponent but we let them know ahead of time that like hey there's a chance right we will be in our in our catholic league prep bowl championship game and so at that point the catholic league is in touch with them anyway and so they they're the catholic league helps with setting up that opponent there so there's no like last minute like holy heck what are we going to do for a game so like they they're aware ahead of time that that's a possibility and it works that way okay yeah. so that helps on our so that helps on our end mm-hmm. that's that's great i yeah i didn't mm-hmm. understand it was it was that organized it's, yeah yeah it's yeah hear. yeah we're big time here Metro Detroit. I know the. I know I, I. I get it all the time from. I've got a lot of friends from the western part of the state. You know who coached at Jenison and played at Jenison and whatnot. And I hear all about how the western part of Michigan is the best of the state and whatnot. But like, hey man, we we we've got good ball over here too. So absolutely, absolutely. I'm yeah, I'm kidding. I love I love it out there. Great football out there. Hey Cannon. Um, throughout this last season, um, do you have like a biggest hit that? The website did like uh did, was there a specific prediction that you were really proud of and then is there also like a biggest miss like like 
where the algorithm like really missed on something. Is, is there any extremes there on one side or the other, or did things play out with your algorithms, I guess, uh, pretty much how you thought it would like, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there one yeah. that really sticks out that, 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 that you're, you're really happy with that you got? And then is there one that really sticks out that, that the algorithm missed on? Yeah. So I don't, I don't actually have a great answer to that question. And I think it gets to the heart of where we're going with goose poop next is so first of all, it makes, it brings me a lot of happiness to hear coach Barnes say we were spot on with Detroit Loyola. So that's you were week to week. You were yeah, well done. That's great to hear. Yeah, um, still but like, mad about that, but not that I was not that I was trying to avoid those guys. Cause like you yeah. said, at some point you got to run it, you're going to yeah. run it the best and you got to play the best anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just beat knew the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah, I mean, there's some definite truth to that and we gotta, we gotta find a way to overcome it. Yeah. But, but like, you know, in all honesty, we weren't so like, it's the users, it's the user's prediction, right? That's, I think that's, what's kind of the interesting part of the tool is it's actually, it's your prediction. There's nothing to really, you know, you can get, you can get angry about how our formula is, is running in the background, which I think is a fair criticism and we're going to work to improve that, but it's, it's actually your prediction. So it's, it's you saying, Oh, Bishop Foley is going to go nine and oh, you know, how does that, how does that affect how we, how, how, how we seed into the playoffs, that sort of thing. Now, what I, what I want to do is I want to have that sort of measurement play out in the tool. And so you can track week to week. How, how does that, how does that look? Well, one, I want to be able to measure how our formula is predicting the rest of the game. So beyond the nine games you're predicting, how are the, the other thousand games this season? How did we do? And I want to report back on that weekly just to show everybody like, Hey, it's it's not just uh uh you know sticking our finger in the in the air uh, kind of that kind of thing it's there's there's maybe a little bit of of science to this two one of the things i've been thinking around in my head uh and i don't have a clear thought for this is does the is the user interested in figuring out how their picks are you know how the, how they've progressed over time what about how the user is the user interested in other people picking their schools or their favorite schools right so one of, you know, one of the things we did on Twitter this year was take some of the data out of the back end of the tool and say in four games here in West Michigan, um, we would, we would kind of follow, um, we have, we have a, a, a great, great uh, set of newscasters at, uh, at Fox 17. We would follow the Fox 17 guys. They'd make their picks and we'd say, okay, right hey, about here's, yeah. here's, here's how the guys in, in the playoff, people using the playoff wizard are picking these games. Right. And so you could do it in aggregate. Um, but is the but but only only we had visibility into that. Is the user interested in getting that visibility? Do they want to know how people are picking? You know, each how, what's their percentage chance that the crowd's forecasting uh, in each of Bishop Foley's games this year? Right. What what's how is their pick? How accurate has the user's picks been over the course of the season? Um, so those those are kind of I don't I don't have any set takeaways there. But like those are something yeah. to answer your original question. I want to get better at being able to say our predictions were this good this year yeah now that that did raise a good point because like i said I, I was reading it and that seemed kind of fun um you know because you, you had the local sportscaster and then um it was like him picking games versus your model and uh i think there is an avenue there now you can't start like opening up a gambling website i don't think on high school football even though gambling's legal in michigan i think uh, it's going to get too degenerate if we start nailing a high school games, but at the same time, that could be fun, man. Like of, of having people maybe uh, doing like a, you know, like some sort of contest or, you know, something like that, picking games. Now, how many people are just going to pick their own 
high school team to to win it because you know what i'm saying like if you're doing in the college or nfl is different like you may have a, a ruining interest but you can pick all these games you know and, and at the high school level it's a lot different you know you're pretty much only focused on and rooting for if you're you got a family member on the team or you know whatever they may be you're not really focused on picking all these games but that might be an avenue you could roll down to get people who at least they could at least pick around their divisions because with high school fans at, at least you don't know only your team you're you are focusing on like your league so maybe like have each set something up where each league you know get some kind of thing going have you thought about anything like that like getting more interactive with the fans and how to go about that to make the website more interactive and get people more interested in, in things other than just where is my high school team going to play in no, I the think playoffs? That's, that's so if you if you're kind of getting at the heart of of who we want to be uh so i've talked a lot about hey we're going to expand how we do our forecasting in our rankings uh in the coming for, for 2022 i think if i think about what what the mission of what we're trying to do with goose poop is on the whole is is to you know to elevate the game in michigan right and uh, how do you how do you do that from a fan's perspective well you give people tools to talk about it uh i you know if i think about the things I post on goose poop I'm posting because I don't, I can't, I, I can't find them and I'm trying to find the answers for myself. You know, that those are the things that come out of the newsletter. I think there's a lot of great writing in this state done by the locals, uh, local writers. I think there's a lot of good content on a statewide basis on recruiting. Um, but I don't, what I don't see is kind of the focus from the fans perspective on the individual team. Right. So me as a fan, of a certain high school, you know, I'm kind of limited to the reports on how the games went. Uh, and I'm, I'm limited to maybe, you know, if my school is a big time recruit, how's, how's, how's the recruiting for that person going? I don't have, I can't really engage with it, anything beyond that. And that's different from the college game. That's different from NFL. If I want to be a fan, I can really contribute to the to the space of being a fan a lot easier. But now part of that is the, the markets are smaller, right? So there's, you know, how many other passionate fans are there about your high school? Probably not as many, but I think what Goose Poop show, we showed in our first year is there's, there's a way to, to engage the fans uh, through this, this, this way. And, and maybe exactly as you're saying, there's more things we can do to engage the fans. Um, that's so, yeah, a long way of saying, yeah, I do think there's more things we can do. Yeah. So. And coach Barnes, how do you feel about getting the high school football fan more engaged with not only their team but but the surrounding leagues is, is there is there an avenue or, or is that a dangerous road to go down with high school football i don't think so you know th th there's already like a niche uh community like online if you go to like the certain football forums uh online there's there's a, the discussion topics that range from the high school coaching carousel every year to scheduling issues to, um, you know, playoff situations and debates and whatnot. And so I think anything that adds excitement uh, and growth to the game, uh, we should, we should do it. And, and I'm open to, all, open to all and everything, so to speak. So I think it's, no, I think everything above that is fantastic. And coach Barnes, what, what have you done in your coaching journey? Um, 
especially the last few years to to get uh fans more involved in the the high school football program i mean we've we've you know we've you know let our parents know like hey go ahead and you know go go watch our next opponent you know so to speak hey our opponent's playing you know they might play on saturday night and it's local like hey go ahead and take take your boys and go hang out and, and go watch a game and so i i invite our parents to get as involved in, as possible too and i think we've talked about that on previous shows with some of the stuff we do over the summer to engage them in the game of football with you know our, our mom's day um, things like that, uh, our dad's day and mentor day. So it's an open invitation. And I, and I tell our parents that one of the things I've thought about visiting, which, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with our parents now is, um, you know, letting, letting parents come in on the weekend for an hour and watch some film with us. And so what that would do is, um, you know, I'd like them to kind of see maybe how we teach things or why we teach things the way we do and why we do what we do. And so if they have questions, right, and obviously you preface this with saying, like, here are things we're not going to talk about, right? We're, you know, we're not going to negatively talk about other kids, you know, don't swear, don't question, you know, don't say, why did you run that play? I mean, you can ask, like, hey, what was your thought behind it, maybe? But I think it, it's an it would be an opportunity for them to kind of, you know, step into our office, so to speak, right, and see you know, why we're doing what we're doing and um, let them to engage a little bit that way. Cannon, we've kind of touched on it, but but I really want to know, like, where do you see yourself and, and Goose Poop in five years? How big can, can this get? And do you feel that there's a uh, potential to get involved with the, the actual association? Like, could you be like the official? I'm not even sure exactly what what I'm asking, but, but I wonder if, if, if like, are you always going to be outside, like, like an outsider or, or is there a way that like what you're doing can become like an official playoff situation creator for Michigan high school football? Yeah. You're the, you're going to be the Jerry Palm basically, right? The bra <laughs> bracketologist kind yeah. of thing for us. Yeah. I, I, um, well, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think it's a good one for the MHSAA. I'm, I'm not against it. Uh, what, what's best for the game, right? Uh, that this is about elevating high school ball in the state of Michigan. So what I'd like to do with goose poop is, is spread our reach, uh, to, to everybody in the state. Right. I don't think, I, I don't know. I think we've reached a lot of coaches. I don't think we've reached a lot of fans or as many fans as we could. Um, I think we're just kind of scratching the surface. I don't think we've reached as many players as we could. And so that's, that's where I see us going in five years. Right. I, I, I would like to be, you know, there's a lot of great writers in the state. There's a lot of, uh, of great content being in the state five years from now. I want to be, you know, if you have a question on, on data and how the game is, is evolving from that perspective in the state, how, how the season's taking place, I want to be that place where you can get the answers you want. Um, so that's, that's where I see us from five years. If that, if that leads us to some sort of, you know, partnership with the state, um, I, I, I welcome it, you know, I, but, but I can't answer that question. I, you know, I've never talked to anyone at the MHSA. <laughs> so yeah, nobody's reached out to you and say, Hey, we like what you're doing. And da, 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 there's no, been no, no contact like that. No, yeah. Tom, you know, what's ironic about that. It's funny. So I've got some coaching friends who are the conspiracy theorists. Right. And so for years, they thought that, you know, whenever the snooze to you comes out with his projections and Canaan, I'm sure they thought the same this past season, right. Whenever they came out with their final map, um, they say that 
those guys, you guys, and snooze are so accurate that the MHSAA doesn't want to be shown up. And so they change, they make a few changes on purpose <laughs> because they're upset that snooze got it out early. So take that for what it's worth. I don't know, but um, I think it'd be pretty cool. Have you guys involved with, you know, the MHSAA or the coaches association somehow and whatnot. I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you got a lot going on with it. And um, I don't know. It's cool, man. Like I said, I was doing some recent, um, you know, reading through the the, the site and it, it's good stuff, man. It, um, and you seem real um, passionate about it. And I think that like once more people see what you're doing and how good you are at it, more people are going to get involved. So I think sky's the limit for you, man, really. There's no. definitely a market for high school football fandom. There is. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Caden, yeah. Like as soon as you, you know, we will get bigger and you know, this podcast is going to help, you know what? And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for the future. That's right. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, fellas, I think we can uh, ramp it up here. I, I just want to uh, ask you, um, can is there anything else that you really want to convey to the the listeners about what you're doing and what's going to ha- uh, go on in the future? Uh, nothing. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, you know, please check out our website, uh, goosepoop.io. Uh, click on the newsletter uh, and uh, you know subscribe to the newsletter to to stay on top of everything. That we've got in store for 2022 you, you heard some hints uh today on the on the podcast yeah. or but uh you, you'll really stay on top of them with the newsletter so awesome right. thank no. you can and the couple the couple things i have for you what um go ahead and tell everybody your twitter handle um for your site and um also i know you've played high school football uh you know lowell high school red arrows Every week on this podcast when, when we talk to when we've talked to a coach or somebody like what what is a tradition that's unique to Lowell or to your playing experience that you think is pretty cool that um, you you'd want to share and talk about with our listeners. And then, like I said, your Twitter handle, if you could. Yeah. So tw- Twitter handles easy uh, at goose poop underscore F ball. Uh, you'll, you'll notice it's a big, our logo is a big orange uh, goose, <laughs> goose beak. So <laughs> hard to miss <laughs> uh, uh, traditions. Um, so at Lowell, just trying to think which which ones are the best. So let's see. At, at Lowell, we touch the rock before we go go out on the ga- uh, game field. It's it's a rock uh, from our old field, which is in town. In the '90s, we moved from town from t- playing in town by the fairgrounds to the new high school. So they moved the rock with it. Uh, so we touch that. Um, there is the pink arrow game each fall. I think that's a that's a huge you know it's a, it's a cause game. Uh, donate the proceeds to some some cancer related uh, charities, uh, but that that's that's always uh, that kind of got going when I was maybe a, a freshman or an eighth grader, and it always has a huge crowd there, uh, decked out in pink. You know, uh, silly ones uh, like when we would we would go to seven on sevens, we never had like a uniform, right? So we would always our uniform would be shirts off. Uh, so. <laughs> uh just kind of i don't know it was always kind of a funny one um probably didn't uh, work out so good for the linemen huh I'm... yeah well <laughs> yeah linemen don't go to seven on seven so oh, well, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the teams you were playing loved, like you know, playing like that press corner technique on you shirtless guys, yeah. all sweaty and stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, that's that's. Oh, uh, you know, you don't get your you don't get your arrows on your helmet until uh, until uh, uh, right before game one. So the helmet's black until then. So probably a lot of schools that do that. Don't want to ruin the decals, but that was that was always a good time putting those on. That's pretty yeah. cool. All right, so and just real quick for people who uh, don't like to read a lot, which is a lot of people these days who just scan and scroll, can can you just explain how the site works, how the predictor works for people that just want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, it's the site is um, you can go in and replay last year's data. There's not much of the fun right now because it's got all of last year's schedules in there. But when it is, you know, come July, when we start to have some bigger and better schedule data, we'll have new next year's schedules in there. And you'll be able to basically select your team, you know, select the division they're in and then go in for all of your team's nine games and say, okay, yes, we win this one. We lose this one. We win this one. We lose this one. And at the end you'll hit submit and you'll say, given that forecast, who am I projected to play round one? What is my seed going to be in the division? And who's going to be in my district? That sort of thing. Those are all kind of the outputs of the tool. So that's, uh, yeah. 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 Like I said, man, it seems pretty cool. And uh, I, I'm pretty excited now to for next season because it is. It's, gonna be, it's a lot of fun because everybody likes to do that. If you're a fan of a team and you know you go in there and you do everything because everybody does that like the beginning of the season you know you win here lost here win here how's it gonna all play out so i think at the high school level it's gonna especially if you got uh you know if you got a family member or you know whoever's playing you know like if you're a fan of that team for whatever reason it's a lot of fun to to do that especially as the weeks go on and and, and the season grows and and all of a sudden you're getting close to playoff time. And, you know, I, I think, uh, I really think you're onto something here, Cannon. And um, so I'm glad you uh, took the time to talk with us today. No, thanks for having me guys. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. So. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Coach Barnes. Yeah. That's it. Appreciate it, man. That's good stuff, man. Keep up the good work. Thanks. All right. awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of inside the coach's office. Uh, for Cannon and for Coach Barnes, my name is Tom Murphy Jr. And we're looking forward. We're looking forward to football. It's going to be a little while, but it, it comes faster than you think. You know, it's all, we're already into February, so it did, it's coming up. Uh, so, you know, you guys, thanks for a great conversation, and and um, hopefully we can talk to you uh, later on uh, once the season comes around, and you know, really talk about what's new with GoosePoop.io. Really looking forward to, to seeing how the website progresses. Absolutely, so, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>